Hey, MinCast listeners, and welcome to episode four of The Ark. I'm Dan, and I'm joined here with Tristan Tinney of Disposable Days. Welcome. Hello. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. Great. Sun's shining in my eyes. Nice. It means you're, you're a bright personality, and we're happy to have you. That's what I hope to be, at least. All right. Great. Um, so, uh, you released an album recently? Yeah, about a month ago. About a month ago called Disposable Songs. I finally got the chance to listen to the whole thing, and I dig it a lot, which is why I asked you to be on here, because, um, you've always been super nice to me and my endeavors and stuff, and I feel like it's time for me to, you know, give, give back a little bit. Yeah, it's about time. And it's good. (laughs) Yeah. And it's good, which is the most important part, so... And I like it. So is this uh, your first album you've released? Uh, the first one with this project. Okay. But I've released a couple albums. Only one that I would really re-listen to at this point. <laughs> so, so I've released one other album. All right, cool. Um, is that still online? Yeah, it's... Um, I was trying to start a band for a while in college called Long Live Pluto. And I think... Aww. I'm pretty sure it's still on Long Live Pluto Bandcamp. So nice. Yeah. There you go. Some deep cuts. Long Live Pluto. Um. So, um. How how long did it take you to write this album? Was it like something that you did in a year? Did it take a long time? Is it kind of just like songs that you wrote for over a long time, or what? Yeah. So the songs on this album, um, I didn't write a single one for it they were just all songs that I've kind of just been sitting on mm-hmm. for a while. So at least like the basic idea of them was already there. And then I, I got with other musicians and worked them into a new idea. Um, and yeah, that, that took about, I feel like it was like three months mm-hmm. just getting it all together and recording it. Nice. Yeah. Um, so like, I, I really, one of the reasons that I thought this project was so cool is that um, when you submitted to us, you told us that the whole idea of like this this album is that songs that, well, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's called Disposable Songs. <laughs> like, um, you know, they're not perfect. There's, you, it sounds like you don't think they're your best work. Um, they're like these things that are bound to be shelved or tossed away. Um, and like, I have a lot of songs like that, that I've told myself, like, aren't good enough to be released, um, or don't fit with a particular album I'm working on. So like, why would you release these songs? Like, like these songs that I think, I think it's not like in an angry way, but like, why release these songs if you yourself call them disposable? Yeah. Well, I guess it's supposed to be kind of ironic because I'm not disposing of them. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But most of the songs on the album I, I am proud of. Uh, like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I wouldn't just re- release garbage, you know? But uh, like, like you said, I don't think any of them would have fit into like a concept album, for example, mm-hmm. which is all I've written before. Like the two albums before this were like c- completely conceptual. Mm-hmm. And um, 
yeah, and then there's there's three songs in particular on this album that are clearly not to be taken completely seriously. They're the the three about four twenty, and I I don't even smoke myself. That's why it's so stupid. <laughs> and they were just songs that um, when I couldn't write anything, but I still wanted to, I wrote these just these dumb little songs about four twenty. And that was kind of the idea of yeah. it. It was like I was kind of making fun of like bad punk music. Yeah. And, oh, and just like weird cu- cultural. Yeah. It's 4.20 p.m. So those ones are kind of like the heart and soul of disposable songs. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about like the, the type of lo-fi kind of um, feel that you went for this album. Um, you said that a lot of the album was recorded like straight off your iPhone. Which is pretty cool because like you think of like old lo-fi music and it's like on a tape recorder or something. It's like the iPhone is the new, the new tape recorder. Um, yeah, it's it's cool that you didn't like use them as demos. Those are like the album because like it, it's nice to hear because so many people are like so overproduced these days, um, and you know they you really kind of lose the music in that because it's all. Um, either auto-tuned or has heavy compression or all that junk on it. Um, so, like, what gave you the idea to take the lo-fi approach rather than, like, book studio time and get something that's higher fidelity? Yeah, well, part of it is... Um, I'm, I'm stealing this from somebody's Twitter account. Cool. I don't remember who. But we got to remember that lo-fi stands for low finances. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so part of it's that, uh, but also... Um, just a lot of the music I've been listening to lately inspired me. Uh, bands like Level Up, um, Elvis Depressedly, <laughs> Frankie Cosmos, they all kind of go for this approach, or at least they did when they were first starting. And yeah, so that's what gave me like the basic idea. And then also I just, the whole idea of, um, of it feeling more natural, because mm-hmm. all, all the songs on the radio now are just so perfect that they almost just like something doesn't sit right because they are so perfect. It's like this uncanny valley kind of feeling. Yeah, it's like, like it, it kind of sounds human, but it's robotic. Yeah, it's like Diet Coke, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like it doesn't quite taste like real Coke, oh. <laughs> but it has it has it's the gross. illusion of it. <laughs> yeah, it's like you call it like you put you put some junk in a can and call it Coke, and people are gonna think it's Coke. Yeah. Every day I'm a living diamond. My pulse is strong, but oh, one day it ends. Every day I'm a living diamond. Try to make the most of what I can. Maybe I'll be a spy or a doctor. So um, let's talk about your process a little bit. Um, what's that like? Like, what do you have like a certain mindset that you're in that um, makes writing easier for you, or like, do you do you feel easier to write after you've had a shitty day? Or like a bomb one. Yeah, I guess it kind of depends. It just kind of happens when it happens, which 
makes writing an album hard mm-hmm. and made this one easy since since all of these songs did happen already at some point. Um, but I'd say the the majority of the songs you can tell from the lyrics that they weren't written on the happiest of days. <laughs> yeah. On some disposable days, you might say. Yeah. You know, when, when I first listened to your album, I, and like asked you to do this, I messaged you on Facebook was like, it was like, you like American football, don't you? And you're like, yeah. And Owen. And, um, I think the reason why I said that is you don't have like, as you don't have like a whiny voice, like Mike Kinsella, that's his name, right? Has. I think so. Um, but like you kind of have similar subject matter. It's, it's, um, a lot of it's kind of like self deprecating. I was thinking about the song that you sent us feature presentation where you say I'm a living dying man. Yeah. Yeah, I love that line a lot. It's a great line. Um, so it's like kind of dark and moody and, um, like even the silly songs, like the 420 songs have like this underlying feeling to me of darkness and irony. Like you, you said it's ironic, the 420 songs. Um, so like, where does this like kind of darker stuff come from? Like, do you, if you don't mind me asking struggle with like mental health or anything like that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's where a lot of it comes from. Uh, the song in particular feature presentation, if you recall, there's an intro to it Mm -hmm. and that story is completely true. So like, uh, I was heading home for Christmas and on a mega bus because I didn't enough money f- have enough money for a plane at that time. I love the mega bus. And it was like I don't know, twelve or one a.m. or something. And I was sleeping, and I woke up to everybody screaming and the bus sliding on the ice, and we completely toppled over. And then after that moment, like, you know, it was like literally like slow motion, like in mm-hmm. the movies. Um. That's where this song came from. This was like 2015. Uh, but that song came from that. I was like, that was the first point in my life where I realized I could die like yeah. at any moment. That's why like I'm a living, dying man. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the idea. Is like, And so with that, I just um, I realized that I, I could die, but also like I have this need to be remembered. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the whole idea of that song. Yeah, I know that like, you know, being confronted with death and stuff, like when you're least expecting it and like, the, I don't know, especially when it happens to you, it sounds, it's definitely an eye-opening experience and definitely changes you um, because, you know, us kids were very sheltered a lot of our lives and stuff. And like when we're first confronted with death, it's pretty, pretty messed up. Um, yeah. And especially our, our own, our own demise. Like <clears throat> I had, I didn't topple over on a bus, but you know, I had closer, slower, uh, rubs with the Reaper. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel that. Um, so has your, like, I don't know, your, your idea of mortality and stuff like that stemmed from that? Or like, have you had, other mental health issues like throughout your life? Yeah, I think, I think I kind of always had some mental issues. Um, even though I didn't really realize it Mm -hmm. until college, but I mean, I definitely had like anger issues before then. And I think, I think my anger kind of 
morphed into depression when I started college. And I don't really know why. There was nothing in particular that happened. You know, like college was fine. Mm-hmm. I think it was just more stress than I had ever dealt with. And that kind of like triggered it all. Yeah. College really does that. <laughs> yeah. Like statistically, that's yeah. when your yeah. mental health problems peak or whatever. Yeah. Or not peak, but when there's they start. so many expectations and so much stuff to do and it feels so impossible. Yeah. Um, what are your plans in the future with disposable days? Like, do you have more songs that you, um, you know, are you, are you working on something that's more through composed, I suppose? Yeah, that's the goal. So actually my original goal for this project was to write a song every week and record it in like a lo-fi style. And then I would put out an album like every couple of months, you know, whenever there was enough for an album. Um, But then I started the project and I was like, well, I've got like at least an album's worth of songs that I haven't done anything with, which was this album. So uh, the plan is, yes, to to continue writing and releasing albums. Um, I mentioned Frankie Cosmos earlier, and that band has like... 40 albums on Bandcamp. Jeez. And like, you know, some of them are like 10 minutes long, mm-hmm. but clearly they are just like producing as much as they can and putting it out. And that's kind of what inspired me for this. So now I just need to get back into that because ever since I released the album, I've kind of spiraled into like this darkness, I guess, that happens when I release something where it's mm-hmm. like, was it good enough? You yeah. know, was it really worth all that time? And I haven't been able to write because of that. <laughs> yeah, dude, I know exactly how that feels. Like, especially when you like put you put so much dedication and time into something, and then like you don't get the return, <laughs> which happens a lot um, to a lot of people, and that's like one of the hardest things. And you're like, I don't know, like my like this happened with me, where like my first album got accepted to Pandora. Like, you have to submit it to there. And the second album, like, they're like, sorry, we're going to pass. And I'm like, what? Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm like, what? These songs recorded in a living room are better. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. Um, so, yeah, that, that's something that I think we all struggle with, like, you know, having a need for validation or, like, hoping that someone besides our mom says I like it. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's hard. Um, and that's something that, you know, I don't think people grow out of. I think we just kind of get comfortable, more comfortable with it the more we release because we've been disappointed before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope to get to the point where, like, you know, it doesn't make me lose motivation. Yeah, that'd be great. Because that's a good first step. Yeah. Because I do have goals for this project. You know, right now I'm calling it a project because. I don't really have like a a live band put together for it. You know, I've I've have I have a lot of musicians on the album, but right now like not a group of people to practice mm-hmm. with. But I think most people's goal when they put on an album is to play it live. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely would like Disposable Days to turn into a more like concrete band and start playing throughout the cities. Nice. Hopefully sooner than later. Well, let me know if you need any background vocals or a rhythm guitarist. All right, I, I will. I got you. I'll keep you in mind. Cool. 
Um, I think that's about all I have. Anything else you want to touch on? Anything else you'd like to promote? Like, where can we find you on the interwebs? Yeah, I've got uh, Facebook, Instagram. Both of those are under Disposable Days. Well, I think Instagram is Disposable Days banned because there was a bunch of um, just bad photography accounts with that same name. Luckily, no bans, though. That's always what you want to look out for. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Bandcamp. And then uh, um, recently, I I paid to actually get it on all like the streaming services and iTunes and stuff. Nice. So, so the album is, is on anything that you can imagine. Cool. Well, virtually anything. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll put your album on repeat if you put mine on repeat. Yeah. All sounds right. good. Um, actually, you, you said something about cassettes earlier. Oh, yeah? And I forgot to mention that all of the 420 songs, uh, the like main track, so like vocals, ukulele, I initially recorded onto a cassette and then recorded it onto my phone <laughs> to kind of like really... Double lo-fi. Yeah, double lo-fi the, the not <laughs> as serious songs. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's quite the production style. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, I definitely look forward to um, hearing you live one day and uh, hearing what, what else you come up with and stuff. And thank you so very much. Yeah, thanks for having me. See ya. The world will know. Turn on the cameras. Get all the actors ready. It's time for a show. Put on the makeup. Keep all the lighting steady. And the world will know. Turn on the cameras. Keep all the actors ready. It's time for a show. Put on the makeup. Keep all the lighting steady.